Whether you are looking to change your career path entirely, open up doors to other variations of your role, start over completely, explore other types of jobs, whatever you are looking to do in your career, most people, including coaches, will tell you, start with your skills. Consider what you're good at and where your strengths lie. And while I agree that your skills absolutely must be taken into account when you are taking or when you're trying to make any type of change in your career, my coaching process is a little bit different. So when I'm working with a client, one of our early steps in the process is that we work on an assessment of where you are in your life. I believe that it's incredibly important to understand what decisions helped you to get where you are today, and especially to see what patterns are coming out in that decision making that you've done in your career. I have seen clients who've gone through this process and gone back and looked at all of the patterns that they've had in their career, and they found that they've only taken jobs because they thought that's that that particular job at the time was all that they could get. Like they didn't feel worthy enough to try to stretch themselves or to go a little bit further. I've worked with clients who have only taken jobs because of the money. So they have been chasing the money all throughout their career and now they find themselves absolutely miserable. Understanding this pattern of how you got where you are might be one of the most important and most missed steps in the process. So you might be asking, okay, Allie, cool. Like I did my past life regression here. I figured out what my patterns were. Nice. Can I look at my skills now? And the answer is no, <laughs> not yet. In order to figure out what comes next in your career, especially if you're looking to find an aligned career, your next step is actually to start exploring the possibilities. This is where you consider what you want your life to look like, what you want your life to feel like. Yes, your feelings matter in this. So creating and creating this like visualization in your mind of what you would do in a perfect world where your career and your life and everything is so lined up, it allows you to remove some of that daggone little voice in your head that says you can't have that because fill in the blank, like whatever it is. Maybe you can't have that life because you're not good enough or because you don't have the right skills. Whatever that daggone little egoic voice is telling you. So by a by like figuring out what your vision could be prior to assessing your skills, it gives you the opportunity to be more open in the process. It gives you the opportunity to explore, to have fun, to start to feel light and feel good in this. And then only after you have handled these first two steps, then you step into assessing your skills the skills that you currently have, what you are good at, 
what you want to be good at, and all of the above when it comes to your skills. And on today's episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle, I am taking a deep dive into this third step in my process that is assessing your skills and considering how your skills can be molded into other roles that you hadn't considered before. Considering how those skills can really grow and how you can develop those skills. So while not the first step in the process, obviously, assessing your skills is going to be an entirely necessary evil when it comes to the career change process. Again, when I say career change process, that could mean looking to grow in your career, looking to find a whole new you and reinvent yourself in your career, find something that's aligned, like whatever it is. Looking at your skills is going to be important. And when we talk about assessing your skills, I can easily say to you like, okay, well, what are your strengths? Like, what are your skills? Whatever. And most of the time, people struggle with that question. It's a, this step can be really challenging to some people, especially as women. Because as women, we have been taught to be humble, right? We have been taught not to brag about what we're good at because, you know, if we talk about what we're good at, then it might offend someone else. And I say the heck with that. When it comes to your job search, your change, pivot, grow, whatever, this is your time to shine. If you don't brag on you, there ain't nobody going to do it for you, except maybe your mom, but that's beside the point. Consider this your permission slip to take full credit for your capabilities. Full credit for the fact that you are good. You are good at some things and it doesn't have to be low-key good. Like this is your permission slip. Now, if me telling you that gives you a little bit of anxiety and you're still not so sure about where your own skills lie, that's okay. I'll, I'll ease you into this process. One thing you can do right off the bat is to look into getting some external validation. And one way that I've personally loved getting some of this external validation has been through assessments. Now, in Gaining the Language to Talk About Yourself podcast, I talked about utilizing results from assessments to better understand who you are, to better understand, um, you know, who you are as an individual, who you are in your career, what you're capable of, that kind of thing. So when it comes to assessing your skills, these types of assessments can really help you to gain that language to better express what it is that you do and what you're good at. Because sometimes it can be really challenging to put it in words. I know for me personally, I've had assessment results that have given me the language to better understand who I am and what purpose, what my purpose is on this planet. But when it comes to tangible results that you can talk about, whether that's in like a networking situation or in an interview or whatever, an assessment like a strengths finder could be a good place for you to start. 
StrengthsFinder is a pretty widely recognized and pretty widely accepted as far as validity and reliability go. Now, I've seen StrengthsFinder's assessments given through companies. I've had companies who have put these together as like team building type events. I've also taken StrengthsFinders through like volunteer roles, but you can find it online too. Now, Strength Finders, they give you your top five strengths, and I think they have at least 30 strengths that you could potentially get, and the idea is that it doesn't matter what you're not good at. So their like, standard results that they will give you will only have your top five strengths out of 30 because they take in mind that whatever six through 30 are like those aren't the important ones that are going to really move you forward and make you happy it's the top five so you don't need to worry about number 30 because you might be weak in number 30 and cool great but focus on top five strengths your strengths are going to help you go further than trying to just change all of your weaknesses and make yourself you know perfect on all 30 of them you hone in on what you are good at so that's strengths finders there's other assessments such as disc which is a very similar something um i did that one i'm a disc facilitator so i did that one with um, a number of uh, team building type events as well or you could even do something fun like find an enneagram or i've talked before on here about human design or even your like natal chart and astrology like there's so many different ways that you could get some of this language and skill to speak about yourself so one of the ways you can kind of start to ease into this process is pulling out results from old assessments if you've taken older ones or taking new ones online can be a great place to start in just feeling more confident in learning about your skills and labeling your skills and recognizing the skills that you have because sometimes you have blind spots. You don't recognize that you might be good at something or you might have a particular skill. Which takes me to my next way that you can start to recognize your skills. And that is asking others for feedback. And I know that can be really scary sometimes. It's very vulnerable to put yourself out there and ask someone to say like, hey, what or what am I good at? Like, tell me this. But I promise you will be surprised at these results. Now, I have my clients reach out to roughly eight to 10 different people and ask what they believe their skills are. So you can go with skills or you can go with strengths. In this case, we're really looking to see, you know, what other people are seeing you do. So skills is definitely going to be like broader for you. And you can tell these people that you're doing a personal skills assessment. And since you really value their opinion, you'd like to know what they feel your skills are. I recommend reaching out to individuals from many different parts of your career and maybe even your personal life. It could be even like asking a significant other. The skills that you utilize at home, those count too, I promise. You could even ask like a previous supervisor, current supervisor if you're comfortable, coworkers, classmates, mentors, the list really goes on and on. 
it can be hard to separate yourself sometimes. You have these blind spots. And so it's hard to look at your own skills objectively. So in utilizing this type of assessment, we call it like a 360. It's where you ask a number of people that are around you within your circle what you're good at and what your skills are. Then you're going to glean more objective opinions from these individuals. And you're going to feel really good about these answers afterwards because some of them might even surprise you. I always have clients who are like, I didn't even think of that, but they saw this in me. It's so interesting to see ourselves from the lens of another person. So the next option for assessing your skills, and you guys knew I had to throw some version of networking in here, is networking. So identifying people who are in similar roles to ones that you have either worked in before or are working in currently, and just have conversations with them. Talk to them about what skills they're using in their role, because sometimes you may forget that you also use that type of skill in your own work. There's so much power in learning from the collective. As you guys know, I preach this left and right, so I vote that we start making more use of it. So I know personally... I have looked at, um, you know, profiles and had conversations with other people in HR roles and we would talk about what we did. It was just like an open networking conversation and there were a few moments when they would say something and they just said it so well that I was like, oh my gosh, like I love what they just said. I'm going to steal that phrasing. (laughs) You would really be amazed at how much you can learn through these types of conversations. One specific example that I had came from actually sitting down with a career advisor when I was at the beginning of my grad school career. And so I sat down with her And she looked at my resume. So she only looked at my resume and she looked at me and she goes, I can tell that you really enjoy connecting people with opportunities. And I went, oh my gosh, can I steal that? Like that phrasing was amazing. External opinions, pulling off your own lenses and getting some of that, you know, external idea, external view of you can really help you to see what your skills are and even the skills that you missed. Okay, so that's a few different ways that you can start putting together a list of the skills that you have. So when you're going through this process, you want to start by being like as comprehensive as possible when you're putting these skills together. You don't really want to edit yourself. So if a skill that you've used before comes to mind, write it down. It doesn't have to be something that you're absolutely amazing at or that you would consider a strength. It's just something that you know you are able to do. This is what we're creating. We're creating what we call a skills bank at this point. So you put an entire list together and then after you have this comprehensive skills list and skills bank put together, you can start ranking these skills. And how you rank these skills may be dependent upon what you want to do next in your career. So if you are looking to find a career that feels more in alignment with you, 
then start by ranking those skills in your bank by what you enjoy. Start by considering what do you want to do more of in your next position? This might not necessarily be like what you're super, super strong at in the moment. It's just more of what you enjoy. I know when I did this practice in a previous job, I recognized that what I actually enjoyed was a very small part of my job as a whole. And then this knowledge helped me to pin down what type of role I would want to move into next. I put my skills together, I ranked them and considered, you know, what I like doing. And then that helped me to figure out what I would want to do next that would actually feel good and make use of my skills. If you are looking to explore different kinds of careers, so when you're checking out your skills bank, you would want to rank these um, either in a way of what you enjoy and what you want to do, or have some of like what you're good at in there too. And you can venture over to ONET and you will check out the skills section on ONET. And within this website, they give you the ability to filter different types of jobs based off of these particular skills. So this is a way to really gain different ideas of different types of jobs that you might not have considered. You can start to use the skill that's transferable in another type of job or another type of industry or whatever. ONET is actually run by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and it's often an overlooked site. It tends to be taught more in like colleges and high schools, but not so frequently in job search as an adult. But if you're really looking to, um, you know, get some different types of ideas, maybe even before you jump into the networking side of things, so that's another way you can get some ideas, um, ONET is a very like safe way to do it. If you're looking to grow in your career, you might want to rank these skills off of what skills you're wanting to grow. What skills do you want to develop? Or are there any skills in general that you would want to learn and get better at? It doesn't even have to be like skills that you currently have. Like, is there a skill that you want to have? I know that doesn't often get brought up in these skills banks for sure. But there's so many different ways to grow and develop these skills. And one of those options is like online courses, or we call them MOOCs, M-O-O-C-S. Some of these are like a Coursera or a Skillshare or Udemy. They're basically just like open type network, not networking, open courses that you can access. Uh, LinkedIn Learning is another one of those too. Bonus little known fact is with LinkedIn Learning, you can actually access LinkedIn Learning for free with a lot of library cards. So I have four library cards, I think. Um, so I've tried it with two or three of them and it's worked with all of them. So I have a quick tutorial on how you can access LinkedIn Learning through Linda that I will include in the show notes for you if you're looking to grow a particular skill that you have put into your skill bank. It really makes like the learning process so easy and it also gives you the ability to like dip your toes in the water a little bit on these skills before you dive head first and like run back to school for a new degree or whatever else. 
You can also utilize your current company to learn new skills. So if you're still in a job that you can continue to tolerate for a little bit here, you can start figuring out how you can use that company to grow your skills. So can you ask your manager, leader, boss, whoever, whatever their title is, can you do a temp assignment to learn the skills that you're seeking? Can you do a shadow of someone to learn these skills that you're seeking? You don't necessarily have to phrase it up that way and tell them like, oh, I want to learn these skills so that I can leave the company, right? Because you're the PR person too, and you don't want to get fired right off the bat for that. But you could talk about how, you know, you want to grow as an individual to continue to grow within the company. And maybe that's the truth of it too. So you can start to do you know, shadowing or these uh, different types of temp assignments or whatever. Learning new skills doesn't always have to cost you money. It doesn't always have to be running out and getting a new degree unless you want it to be, okay? If you want to do that, feel free to do it, but make sure that you really definitely want to get that degree and you're not just thinking like, oh, okay, I have to get an MBA next. Like that's my next step, right? So you can really get creative in assessing your skills and figuring out where they can transfer by using like an O-net or using networking or whatever. And then you can really start to utilize your own organization or the online learning platforms in order to learn these new skills. Now, while it is so important to address your skills and assess your skills and understand where you have these skills and what they are, you want to make sure that you're doing it in the right step of the process. So I would mentioned earlier that for me and my coaching process and my clients, this, this is at least the third step in the process. So you start with figuring out where you are and how you got there and then creating your vision for the future. After that, you can start utilizing assessments and feedback from others to create your skill bank and you can pull that from that skills bank when you're creating your resume, preparing for networking conversations, interviews, whatever it might be when it comes to your particular skills. So I know today's show has been a little bit more informational than some of my other ones, but it's obviously a really important topic to cover when it comes to job search because almost everyone, including coaches, will tell you if you want to grow or if you want to change or pivot or whatever, like start with your skills. And while your skills are important, that is at least the third step in the process. So if you have questions, though, about some of the information that I've provided in this particular episode about your skills bank or about transferable skills or whatever it is, I would love to have you in my Facebook group, The Corporate Hippie Hustlers, where I answer questions and go live regularly. It's an amazing little community that we are growing, and I would be so happy to have you. So I will link the, uh, I will add the link to the Corporate Hippie Hustlers Facebook community in the show notes as long as or as well as a few other resources that I have mentioned in this episode and I will catch you in the next episode. Welcome to the Corporate Hippie Hustle. 
My name is Allie Bryan, and I'm a career alignment coach, speaker, and founder of the Corporate Hippie Hustle brand. Through my work, I'm facilitating a corporate awakening, one empowered woman at a time. I teach tools to women who want to take their corporate careers from stuck to aligned. My ultimate goal is to get the right people in the right positions by challenging the status quo of the corporate world. I know some of my ideas might hit you as a little hippie, but after getting my master's at a top-ranked business school for human resources management and spending time in a Fortune 31 company, I've got some more traditional corporate thoughts for you too. I love pushing you out of your comfort zone because I believe that there's no excuse to not be the best version of yourself. If you're ready for a new take on some traditional corporate tools combined with some more mindful hippie ideas in order to take your career from stuck to aligned, you're in the right place. I don't play average, and if you're here, I don't expect you to either. So let's do this thing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Corporate Hippie Hustle. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn for daily tools to help take your corporate career from stuck to aligned. I'd also love to have you in my Facebook group, The Corporate Hippie Hustlers, where I teach exclusive content and you can find a like-minded community of women who are looking to grow their careers. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and keep the show rolling. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode, but until then, keep hustling.